We are speaker of the hour. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. At this time, we're going to actually want to rest in your feet, be prayerful and mindful. Amen. As we bring on Minister Leah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm excited because praise and worship, the musicians, the exhorter, they did their job on today. We are at a place where we can praise the Lord. Do I have any grateful people out there on this morning? Grateful because of who he is, not because of the things that he does. That's an added benefit because he's a good, good father. Like Reverend Jerry said, that he gives him favor with man and God. But let's be grateful today just for who he is. Let's speak well of him today. Let's start by giving God an offering. And I'm not talking about a monetary offering. I'm talking about an offering from the fruit of your lips. Give him an speak well of him on today. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He's the Lord that goes before me and a defender behind me. He is my safe place. He is my vindicator. He is my exceedingly great reward. Hallelujah. Tell God that you believe him for your healing. You believe him for your deliverance. You believe him for the manifestation of your prayer. Hallelujah. It's only because of him, because he's the creator of everything. Jesus is the ruler of everything. It's going to hit you when you're in the car, but it hit me. Woo! When we started Soul Detox on January 2nd, January 2nd, I think this was, the, this was my year. I think this was my year for deliverance. This was my year for growth. This was my year to stand flat-footed before the Lord and tell him that I am the one in the need of prayer. I am the one in the need of deliverance. I am in the need, Father. He said, daughter, don't be ashamed anymore. Don't hide in the background anymore. Come forth. This was my year for confidence. Woo! I'm not crying because I'm sad. I'm not crying because I'm emotional. I'm crying because God has been so good to me. I'm not talking about a new car and a new house. I'm talking about healing in my soul, delivering me from past hurt, answering questions that I've asked for over 30 years. God visited me. He came to see about me. And I hope that he came to see about you. I hope that those 30 days activated an awakening. It activated whew, a thirst and a hunger to get in his presence. Because there's nothing like being in the presence of a living God. Praise and worship say he's not dead. He's alive. And he's active. And it's not because of the material things that we can get. That's an added bonus. But God is good because he's God. Hallelujah. 
I want to acknowledge the live stream viewers on today. And I hope that this word will hit you in the places that you needed to hit. I thank God that the first family is back in the building. I honor this great leader. I've had a couple leaders in my life, but never one who pours out tirelessly. She loves. When I think about all the nuggets that I've gotten over the years and not over the pulpit, just by her speaking in conversation, I hold on to them because they're precious to me. It's better than diamonds. It's better than pearls. It's better than a coach, but it's better. Listen, I'm telling you, this woman has blessed me so tremendously. And in this year, I really got, I just feel it. It's not about a Christmas gift. It's not about a birthday gift. It's about everything that she says to me. Every time she pulls me out of that dark place. I've even got messages, phone messages recorded from years back that I played again. Because what she speaks is life. When I feel like I'm a, in a dead place, in a barren place, all I got to do is listen to those voicemails and it pulls me out. It might not even be love. It might be a correction. It might be when she's upset that I'm in a place that I am. And she says words that bring life. They bring hope. I'm optimistic about the future because I have a great leader. And most of all, because God has anointed her. God, the one that is ruler of everything. The one that has never lost a battle. I was in the military for years, but I've never had a commander in chief like God. I've never had the discipline and the instruction that God gives me. The word has come alive in my life in these past 30 days. And I used to always say, I love Pastor D when she preaches because the word comes alive. But I realized that it's coming alive because I have relationship with God. Because I inquired of him. I said, God, your servant is listening. I'm ready to hear the instruction for my life. I love God. I love God. I love each and every one of the leaders in this house. I love the ministers. I love the ADTs. I genuinely, from my heart, love you. Genuinely, from my heart. I mean, it's not fake. I like to say I'm a giver. I think about people. I try to encourage people. But you know what? It's because God encourages me. He causes me to encourage others. And we're going to talk about it today. Because my topic is gratitude. Hallelujah. 
And while you're standing, let's go to First Thessalonians 5, 16 and 18. Let me just get myself together. Woo. Thank God. Hallelujah. Who always causes us to triumph. There's never, you know, since January 2nd, there has not been a bad day. I'm not saying that I haven't had challenges. I'm not saying that people and things and places haven't come up in my mind. But I'm saying that God, he's ruler of everything. And when I call on his name, he comes to see about me. Hallelujah. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. You can have your seat. Now, in our text this morning, Apostle Paul gives us three instructions on growing personally and relationally with him as followers of Christ. But the part about gratitude and thankfulness can be difficult. So this morning, what we're going to do is we're going to discuss gratitude. Paul reminds us to give thanks in all circumstances because the Holy Spirit is always with us for what God has done for us and for the good that we can find through him in difficulty. Gratitude is a healthy, powerful, and free strategy to learn and fulfill the abundant life because it's promised to us in the Bible, right? He promised us an abundant life. So this is a strategy. This is a tool. This is something you can put in your arsenal, just like prayer. I remember we learned that there's a formula. There's praise, petition, and prayer, right? So now we can put this gratitude in there as well. And gratitude is more than saying thank you. I mean, we can say thank you. That's nice. That's kind. But gratitude changes your world. It transforms your mind. It takes you to a place where it's only you and God, and you can see the good in every single situation. It, it improves our mental health, and it improves our physical health. And I'm going to tell you how. So the question I want to explore this morning is how do we find positivity in things that look bleak? Because this world, there's a lot going on, right? We can all confirm that there's a lot going on in the world. And it seems like there's nothing to be thankful for. But man, I got a savior. Before we can have gratitude, we have to understand what gratitude is. So the word gratitude comes from the Latin word gratis, G-R-A-T-U-S which is defined as thankful or pleasing. So if we understand gratitude by the root definition, we can understand better ways to express it every day. Gratitude is being thankful for pleasing things. And gratitude is like the color of your life. You know how some people are colorblind, they can only see black and white, but gratitude is like the pink, which is my favorite color, the yellow, the blue, that's what gratitude does for you. So it says thankful. That means feeling relieved about something. 
when you're thankful. Pleasing, to cause to feel happy. And the, the definition of cause is a principal aim. So you have a principal aim to feel relieved and to be pleased. It's like a movement. And it's part of a deep commitment. So when we have gratitude towards something, we have a deep commitment towards it. And I'm getting somewhere because you're transforming your mind. Okay? So similar to appreciation, the American Psychological Association defines this phenomenon as a sense of happiness and thankfulness in response to fortunate happenstances or tangible gifts. Gratitude is said to be both a state and a trait. For example, one can ex experience gratitude for someone or something at a certain moment in time and experience gratitude more long term as a positive character trait. According to Dr. Robert Emmons, the world's leading scientific expert on gratitude, the feeling of gratitude involves two stages. First comes acknowledgement of the goodness in our lives. This is a state of gratitude we say yes to life. We affirm that all in all, life is good and worth living. The acknowledgement that we have received something gratifies us. And second, gratitude is recognizing that the source of this goodness lies outside of ourselves. As believers, we recognize God is our source and we're grateful to our creator. So at this stage, we recognize that goodness in our lives and we thank God for the goodness. We're transforming our mind. We're taking our mind to another place. This process helps us to see value in everything that improves our lives and our inner selves. Gratitude can be considered either a dispositional trait or a state of being. And we should strive for it to be a trait, a character trait. As a trait, a person practices gratitude as part of daily life, and it's a character strength. So our apostle, she challenged us to have a gratitude check every day of soul detox. So we're, we're, we're transforming our mind because we're making gratitude a habit. When a person experiences gratitude as an emotion from someone expressing gratitude for them, it's considered a state. Gratitude is a strength that can be enhanced and advanced with self-awareness and practice. You know how sometimes when you're waiting for your prayer to manifest and you're waiting for God to answer an intimate prayer? Well, gratitude, having an attitude of gratitude sustains you while you wait. And a great teacher said, your posture while you wait matters. How you act in the waiting room matters. He's looking at how you waiting. What are you doing while you're waiting? Because what that proves is that you trust in his plan. You trust in what he's doing. It's not always going to be uh, that you can physically see what God is doing. But you have to know that he's working. Every January, we've been building inner strength and adding to our arsenal, like I said before, for healing and mental stability. And with our group therapy sessions with Apostle, that was the place of healing. Because I don't know about you all, but it was, I was at home by myself, although I was with a group. So you had the ability to comment online, 
to encourage each other online, to give testimony online, to do whatever you had to do. But you also had the intimacy of being alone with apostle, teaching, speaking, Dr. Howard. So I took advantage of that time. I got in a comfy chair. I got in a position where I could hear instead of listen. I sometimes I had, you know, lemon water or whatever I needed to get through the session because every session was not roses. And what it produced is growth in me because the purging and the pruning and the, the uh, making me be aware of things and having me go back and think about things, that, that's where the growth came from. And it, it was such a good experience because I was alone with her, hearing the voice of God and getting tools so that I could be delivered from some things. It was, I don't know about y'all, you have your own journey, but let's talk briefly and review about self-awareness. Apostle defined self-awareness in her second book as the act and process of observing yourself and how you interact with your environment, including situations and other people. It involves noticing and acknowledging how things impact you and vice versa. In other words, it's an interactive two-way process of noticing influence and impact. She goes on to state, at its basic level, self-awareness is the ability to understand that the self is separate from others. However, to be self-aware, a person must be able to recognize and label their feelings, their thoughts, and their behaviors. So that's where the journaling came in. All of you that were on Soul Detox, you know that you needed to have a journal, right? If a person is self-aware, they can assess their physical, mental, and emotional states and understand that there's various aspects of their internal personality that allow them to interact with the external world. That's gonna, you gonna, you're going to get that when you go home, too. That was deep to me. I mean, I can't, I can't put in words what that meant to me. But if you go home and do the replay, if you don't have the book, get the book. Um, but if you do the replay, <laughs> y'all can go to the book and you can let that marinate. Okay? I did a, a plug, but because the book, I'm telling you, this series of books, you, I take them in my pocketbook everywhere I go. If I have a, a moment, I pull out one of these books, and it encourages me. That's another way for me to, to uh, go from whatever negative emotion there is to the gratitude. Because, you know, I, I, I'm going to just say this. Sometimes we're weak in the flesh. Sometimes we need some reinforcements. And so I don't have apostle physically there with me everywhere I go. I don't have Pastor D. I don't have anybody encouraging me everywhere I go. But when I open this book and, and I see what Apostle said, I'll be like, okay, I'm about to mount up. So, I mean, you could, you could leave it, you could take it, whatever. But I'm just telling y'all, y'all need to get the book. 
my limited understanding tells me that gratitude is largely about a transformed mind, as I've been saying. It's about being intimately aware of yourself. And it's deciding, it's a decision to be thankful, grateful every day. It's a decision. It's like a lot of decisions that we make. But this is a good decision. Apostle said, our life is the result of our habits. So let's work towards forming a, a good habit today. It takes roughly 66 days to form a habit. So can we commit to the next nine weeks to intentionally finding good in every circumstance? Nine weeks, that's nothing. That's no time out of your life to form a habit. And I believe that I've already formed a habit because I have not stopped being grateful. When, when I open my eyes, that's a chance for me to say, I'm grateful for opening my eyes. When I get up and drink tea, that's a time for me to be thankful for being able to drink tea. Honest to God, I was grateful for ginger tea on one day because I literally didn't have a voice. And I want to pray on the prayer line. And I couldn't pray. I couldn't speak. And all day I drank tea and I couldn't speak. But I drank ginger tea that night. The next day I woke up, I was like, all right. So I was thankful for ginger tea. I'm, I find little things to be thankful of. Yes. It's, it doesn't have to be a lofty thing. You know, you don't have to say you grateful for world peace and all of that. You're grateful for what? I mean, like uh, Reverend Jerry was saying, pneumonia. Be grateful that you can breathe in and out. That your lungs aren't destroyed or damaged. Be grateful that your heart is beating at the right arrhythmia. Because people are having cardiac arrest and been gone. Lord, I'm grateful that my heart is beating at the right rhythm. That when I exert myself and exercise that I can still breathe. I'm grateful. Gratitude rewires our brain. Anybody need their brain rewired? Because I know I needed a rewiring of my brain. It's kind of like, you know, I had an ele uh, electrical problem in the car. And they, did, they went in there and they did some rewiring. And while they were doing it, I was watching them. I was like, that's what God is doing with me. He's rewiring my brain. He's rewiring my brain. I said, okay. And, and then that led me to another reason to be grateful. Because God is showing me things. Even in everyday things that are happening, he's changing my life through those things. If we begin gratefulness or, yes, gratefulness with little things, like I said, thank you for waking me up. Thank you for um, the breath in my body. That will increase daily. You will find so many things to be grateful for. And God wants to hear what you're grateful for. It makes him happy. And then growth comes from being grateful. You grow from a place of complacency. You grow from a place of procrastination. You grow from a place of thinking that you're less than. 
you grow because you realize that God made you. You are his masterpiece. And everything that he does is good and very good. So why do I need to be sad? Why do I need to hang my head down low? Because I don't look like you or I don't have lashes and hair and all that. Why? Because God made me specially for me. I look the way Leah's supposed to look. And that's a good thing. I don't have to look like Kim Kardashian to be all that. Because, baby, I'm all that as Leah Shaw. The Bible encourages us to practice positive thoughts and behaviors because his word says, fix your thoughts on what is true, what is honorable, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. Think on things that are excellent and worthy of praise and keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you, Philippians 4 and 8. He said, then the God of peace. Anybody need peace? Because it's like a whirlwind in this world. Like, if you look at the news, if you read the newspaper, the sky, yeah, you, you would really want to just turn around and go back in the house and lay it down. Uh, we had a thing uh, when we first started the ministry where you hang up the phone and close the shade. That's what you would want to do. But Philippians 4 and 8 said what? Even when chaos is going on, think of things that are praiseworthy. The word of God promotes hope, optimism, and gratitude. And Dr. Edmonds led an extensive research on the importance of gratitude. And he offered, authored several papers on the psychology of gratitude, showing that being more grateful could lead to increased levels of health. I'm talking about physical health. Expressing gratitude is associated with a host of mental and physical benefits. Studies show that feeling thankful can improve sleep, mood, and immunity. And I can, I can say yes to that because I can't remember the last time I slept through the whole entire night. I always wake up and, you know, maybe it's because God needs me to be his intercessor at that time. But, you know, there's a couple days when I pray I still can't get any rest. But soon as I started posting my gratitude, as soon as I started lifting him up in every circumstance, like his word says, slept through the night. Awesome sleep. God is good. Gratitude has been shown to, to decrease depression, anxiety, difficulties with chronic pain, and risk of disease. Because what do we worry about? You know, you got a pain in your chest. Oh, my God, I'm going to have a heart attack. You got a pain in your knee. Oh, Lord, I'm not going to have any mobility in my knee. But gratitude has been shown to improve physical health the doctor's research also dealt with gratitude in the religious setting concluding that gratitude to God leads to increased physical health 
Gratitude provides people with more focus on positive aspects of their life, and it helps us to build and maintain relationships. EPT talked about relationship last week. Resulting in hope, life satisfaction, and proactive behavior toward others. Come on. A proactive behavior towards others. So that means I don't need to be reactive to what you do. I can be proactive. If you're coming at me sideways, in my mind, I can think about it. Okay, this person might have had a bad day. So how can I be, you're proactively thinking about these circumstances so that you don't react out of your emotions, so that you don't give tit for tat. So it, gratitude will help you be proactive. Studies prove that positive effects of gratitude, they're endless. And it's been found to be beneficially associated with social wellness and psychological wellness. I remember um, talking, you know, with the girls in Apostle, and Apostle said the average high school student today has as much anxiety as a psych patient in the 1950s. That to me, that hit me because we're talking about young people now. So mental health. It's not just us, it's the young people. That's why when I was teaching in the classroom, I would start today with an affirmation. I would tell my kids who they were, I would uplift them, I would give them a goal to focus on for the day because we need to affirm these young people, we need to listen to them. And the teachers out there, they know because not only are we teaching now, we're the mother, we're the nurse, we're the nutritionist. We're all this for these kids. We have these kids more time in the day than their parents actually have them. We're the, 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 the uh, taxi, we're the one that escorts them sometimes to their medical appointments. Like we do a lot as the teacher. So it's up to us. There's a mandate on us, not only in the house of God, but in the marketplace to uplift these kids. There's a mandate on each and every one of you that come in contact with a child in your life, whether it be yours or somebody else's. There's a mandate. God is asking us to build a church for him that's going to come past us. So we expect these kids that have all these mental health issues to uphold a kingdom mandate. We have to encourage them. We have to speak life into them. And you can't do that if you don't have any life in you. You have to be grateful for what you have so that you can show them gratefulness. The character trait of gratitude is important for desirable, positive life outcomes. Gratitude has a domino effect. And when we experience gratitude, we're more likely to realize and help and reciprocate that help. People who are thanked are more apt to extend help to others in the future. And the people who are not thanked may not be expected, they might feel like they're not expected to help others in the future. So let's talk a little bit about God gratitude. Why is God gratitude important? Because it helps us see God. It helps us draw towards God. 
in, in difficult situations, instead of running from God, you are going to lean into God. You are going to call him your safe place, your refuge, your strong tower. And the simplest way to show gratitude towards God is by prayer. Because what did Prophet Thomasina teach? She said that God needs us in the flesh to do what he needs to do in the earth. Conveying gratitude through intercession is, I mean, you can't get past it. Every one of us has to do it. We have to intercede before God. We have to show him gratitude because that's how he made man. We, we want to be, we want somebody to big us up a, a, sometimes, right? We want to be encouraged. Well, God wants to be encouraged too. He wants to know that you're grateful for him being him. It opens your spiritual eyes. And again, I can say spiritually, you see things differently. Like I told you, when they were doing the wires in my car, I was like, whoa, God, that's what you're doing to me. You're going to get revelation. And it's a wonderful cycle because we give thanks to God. We see him working in us and around us, and it helps heighten our senses as well. We hear him clearer. We sense his presence in times of fight or flight. And when we make decisions, he's there to guide us, to whisper in our ear, and to direct our path. The Bible says that a heart of gratitude is humble praise to God in Psalms 51 and 7. A heart of gratitude helps us to recall what God has done for us in the past. This was my exhorter scripture when I first became an exhorter. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits, Psalm 103 and 2. Gratitude is mentioned 157 times in the Bible, more than thanks or thanksgiving. And as I stated previously, positive psychology research reveals that gratitude is consistently associated with greater happiness. And it helps us to feel positive emotion on a regular basis and cherish experiences, improve health, deal with anxiety, and build strong relationships. Apostle taught us about adaptive and maladaptive coping me mechanisms. And adaptive coping me mechanisms are positive and life-enhancing ways of dealing with stressors or circumstances, like it says in the text. They, are, they tend to have a positive outlook, help you have a positive outlook, and can strengthen your mental health, even if you have a history of mental health issues. And that's in her third book, Defense Mechanisms. Get it. Maladaptive coping mechanisms are unhealthy and contrary to God's promises to us and what he wants for us. Simply stated, defense re defensive reactions that do not add anything to your life, those are maladaptive coping mechanisms. Gratitude is an important first step in applying and using adaptive coping mechanisms to com combat stress and work through unexpected circumstances. The most important relationship that we have is our relationship with God. And we have to intentionally grow this relationship with God. Gratitude produces a great attitude which directly affects our altitude. When you get up in the morning, you give God, you tell him what you're grateful for, it affects your whole day. If you continue to do it through your day, 
it's going to affect your whole day. Jesus gave us the best example of expressing gratitude with the five loaves of bread and the two fishes that he fed 5,000 with. He broke the bread and gave thanks. The king of kings, the Lord of lords, the one that was fully God and fully man gave thanks for simple provision, bread and fish. Gratitude is a gift and God gives good gifts. He gives great gifts. Have you ever gotten a gift that you didn't really like? All God's gifts you're going to really like. It's a special gift and it's fundamentally about not taking anything for granted. Gratitude, I like to say gratitude is a superpower because it draws me towards God. It causes me to cry out to him. And like I always say, he, he goes before me and he's defender behind me. So why should I be afraid? If, even if I walk into a situation and it's not in my favor at the moment, why should I fret? Because I have the God that one goes before me and the defender behind me. When I feel surrounded, I'm surrounded by him. Hallelujah. I'm not negating that the circumstances might be bad. However, what I'm telling you to do is immerse yourself in Christ remember him remember all the things that he is remember that he's your safe place that you can run in that he's your strong tower remember that he's your great reward remember these things lean on him inquire of him cry out to him hold on to him there's going to be situations where you're going to have to hold on to him there's going to be situations where it's not going to line up in your favor right away. And you're going to have to say, okay, God, I trust what you're doing. I'm not sure what's happening, but I trust what you're doing. I wanted to talk briefly about the 10 lepers um, because that was a good example of um, great gratitude. So Jesus and the apostles are going to Jerusalem, right? And the lepers, they're an excluded group from the community. They can't be with the community because they have leprosy and, you know, it's a medical condition and people were kind of fearful. So Jesus is walking by. They didn't approach Jesus. They cried out to him. They called him by his name. So what that told me was he had a reputation and they knew it. They heard who he was. So they didn't approach him because they knew what they couldn't approach him because they cried out to him they didn't ask for healing they asked for mercy they didn't say Jesus heal us they said mercy have mercy on us so when they cried out for mercy that to me said they had a mustard seed of faith so these lepers had a mustard seed of faith there was one that he had a double exclusion. He had leprosy and he was a foreigner. He was a Samaritan. But after Jesus said, you know, according to the law, you could not, you couldn't say I'm healed. You had to go before the priest so that the priest could determine if you are healed or not. So Jesus said, just go to the priest. So on their way to see the priest, the Samaritan, he realized, okay, 
I have healing. And he went back and he told Jesus, thank you. He bowed before him. And he said, didn't I heal all of you? Why is it just one of you coming back to thank me? So you ever think about how God feels? Because he does a lot. He does a lot of healing. He does a lot of, I mean, you know, if, if, if he was a man, he'd be tired. He's, he's, waiting, he's waiting for this gratitude. Don't be like the other nine lepers. Give him what's due his name. Because there's only one God. There's only one creator. I don't care what anybody says. I'm here to defend the only one true God. That's why I'm standing here. I don't care how they twist it or what they put on it or what they say. All the sweet talking they do. There's only one true God. And he deserves our gratitude. Another thing I wanted to bring is I listened to a speech that um, Tyree Nichols' mother did. Not a speech, but like an interview. And I'm sure everybody knows I'm not going to go into details. But that woman did not show any hate. You could see the pain. You could see the loss. But she didn't spew any hate. And I really respect that because there has to be a foundation for you to interview like that after you lost your child that way. There has to be a foundation. In that moment when I watched her, tears just streamed down my face because she has to have God in her life to be that strong. Nobody is that strong. Only God can strengthen you that way. When I saw that interview, I said, that's another reason to be grateful because if, God forbid, anything like that would happen to me, I saw her interview. I could draw strength from the same foundation that she has. God is good. I don't care what happens and what comes, and I know it's dangerous to say that because something might happen and something might come, but I feel strength today. I feel like if something happened that I would be drawn towards God. The drawing, I, I can't put words to it, but it's like a pull. You know how when you're in a pool and there's a drain that's doing something to the water and if you get too close to it, it's going to pull your bathing suit? That's what I feel in God. That's what I feel in him. He's pulling me. He's rewiring my brain. He's restructuring my mind. I am truly being transformed. And probably two months ago, I couldn't say that. But I can say it now. The thing... I want to, to bring to you today is you have to train your mind. And I'm not saying it's easy, but you have to train your mind because I still feel 
all the emotions and I let myself feel them, but I don't stay in anger. I don't stay in sadness. I don't stay in rejection because I know who I am now. I'm not abandoned anymore. I'm not an orphan anymore because I've been adopted. And I have a certification that says I'm adopted. It's right here. It's stamped with a seal. He poured out this oil on me. Minister Danielle said, we've come to break our alabaster box. I broke mine. January 2nd, I broke it. Hallelujah. So we have to shift quickly into gratitude. So if we, if we go back to the question that I asked you, how do we be grateful in a world that's so bleak? My answer is be in relationship with Christ. It's just that simple. I don't have no grandiose formula. You know, we're going to put the X and the O and all. We're not doing all that. Receive Christ. You can live a grateful life. And I pray that we've all accepted Christ today in here. But if you have not, there will be an opportunity for you to receive Christ this morning. I just want to leave this food for thought with you and this instruction from Romans 1.21. Yes, they know God, but they won't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they begin to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. Today, let's practice immediate obedience to the word of God. And let's transition quickly to gratitude in every circumstance in the name of Jesus. Ministering or mastering a greater level of gratitude and living in a continual state of gratitude and thanking God should be our goal, our chief goal as a believer. So, you know the reason why we do all of this? why we stand behind the sacred desk, why we send up praises and the musicians play. The reason we do that is so that you can receive Christ, so he can be glorified, so others will be drawn into relationship with him. That's why we do it. God made it so easy for us. He was willing to send his only son, and his only son was willing to die, that we could be saved. So I invite you, if you do not know Christ Jesus, please come and let the ministers take you into relationship with Christ. If you need prayer on today, if this hits you in a place where you need to be more grateful, you need to rewire your mind, you need some help, we are here for you. Because this hit me first, so I know the process. I know that it can be done. So the altar is open. Come if you will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 
If you want prayer, please come to this side. If you'd like to receive Christ, please meet the ministers over here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. 